Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is November 27th, 2023. It is Monday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Dana DePonte. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, Kindness is like snow. It beautifies everything it covers. By Khalil Gibran. So we are skipping tea this week uh, because I want to change things up. I kind of want to switch up how we're doing teas, how we're approaching herbals, and I just haven't quite figured that out yet. So we're going to pause on it for a little while while I just kind of figure out what's next for Witch Daily. So moving into some headlines, this comes to us from abc7.com. Under her spell, community rallies to save 35-foot witch roadside attraction that was melting away. This is out of St. James, New York. It was the happiest Halloween in years out in St. James, New York, where something of a Halloween miracle happened. Winnie the Witch, a beloved 35-foot-tall roadside attraction that was in decline for years, was unveiled after a stunning restoration. Since her construction in 1977, Winnie the Witch has been bewitching this community at the now-closed Wicks Farm and Garden. She's cast her spell far from the Long Island hamlet, earning Winnie write-ups on travel and nostalgia websites and news coverage for decades. Her broom, big though it was, just couldn't keep up. Winnie fortunately has friends in the community and was especially fortunate to count Kenny Maurer Jr. and his girlfriend Victoria Johnston among them. Winnie has been part of their lives since childhood, and when they visited Wicks, as so many children did around here and reveled in the autumnal attractions, Winnie, once part of a constellation of characters, um, yeah, was just falling apart. So Maurer and Johnston wanted to make sure Winnie would be part of many more childhoods. Inspired, Maurer and Johnston orchestrated a years-long fundraising campaign that led to Winnie's reconstruction. Maurer set the goal of having the rebuilt Winnie standing tall on Halloween, and true to his word, Winnie was there just in time for the Night of the Witches. With over $15,000 in GoFundMe money going into rebuilding Winnie, among other donations, the witch now has a robust metal infrastructure, her broom anchored five feet into the earth, and she's now ready for whatever Long Island weather brings. So, they actually have a video here. I just want to see what Winnie... Oh, ooh, it's creepy. I don't know what I was expecting. Oh, but it's cute. Good for them. I I love that they did that. That's so special. But it's definitely spooky. (laughs) Definitely Google it. Winnie the Witch. 
All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Monday, November 27th. The full moon enjoys crystal clear communication in Gemini today. Here, the moon opposes the sun. Full moons give us a chance to take a step back and see what has come to fruition. In Gemini, this could be a friendship or something you've been writing or even a party you've been planning. Now is the time to see what you need to do to get these efforts to a place where you want them to be. Could you stand to reach out more to your friends? Does the writing need some editing or a look over by an objective party to blossom into what it's becoming? Do you need to adjust the guest list or look over your party supplies before the planning is complete? Whatever it is, take a moment to reconsider and reconnect with these efforts and make sure they're headed in the right direction. Your daily moon mantra is, taking a step back allows you to appreciate the journey, not just the destination. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Are you a highly sensitive witch who has weathered the storms of difficult childhoods or past traumas? The free weekly prompts to art journal with the moon by Dana DuPont, a professional intuitive and art witch with a highly sensitive spirit, might be the calming, healing journey your nervous system needs. Art journaling with the moon allows you to align with seasonal rhythms and lunar cycles in a colorful and creative way. Every Monday, Dana will drop into your inbox with a visually spellbinding summary of the moon's coming and goings, her intuitive insights on the emotional healing work the moon is inviting you to do that week, and daily journal prompts to guide your creative healing journey. Don't worry, no Van Gogh or Picasso skills needed. Scribbles, doodles, stick figures, they all hold magic. Let the moon guide you. Let art heal you. Start your magical journey with Dana at danadepont.com. That's D-A-N-A-D-A-P-O-N-T-E.com. All right. So listener Bia actually wanted us to talk about prophecies. So I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about Nostradamus and some of the most famous prophecies in existence. Oh. So this actually comes to us from Britannica.com. Nostradamus was a 16th century seer. He and his prophecies, revered by some, ridiculed by others, of course, are still well known today and centuries after he lived and continues to be the subject of debate. So Nostradamus was born in France in 1503. He first worked as a physician and began his medical practice in the 1530s, although he did so without a medical degree. He began making prophecies at about 1547, and he published his his prophecies in a book entitled Centuries, 1555. He wrote his prophecies in uh, quatrains, so kind of four lines of rhyming verses. The quatrains were grouped in hundreds. Each set of 100 uh, quatrains were called a century. So Nostradamus gained notoriety during his lifetime when some of his predictions appeared to come true. He was highly sought after and and was even invited to the court of Catherine de, uh, de Michi, 
the then queen consort of King Henry II of France to create horoscopes for her children. Nostradamus' predictions tended to be about general type of events like natural disasters and conflict-related events that tend to occur regularly as time goes on. Some people um, believe that his prophecies have predicted actual events such as the death of Henry II, the French Revolution, the rise of Napoleon, the rise of, Ad uh, the rise of Adolf Hitler, and the 9-11 attacks. Others maintain that because his prophecies tend to be general, and typically events that just kind of tend to happen throughout history, and they're written pretty cryptically and vaguely, it's possible to find one that seems to match almost any event that has occurred. Which um, I think is so interesting, you know? And it's so funny. I was talking to someone about how when there's prophecies in books and like in fiction or movies, uh, the prophecy is never what you think it's about. Like the prophecy can never go, this character's going to die because um, like then there's no plot. There, it's, it's not fun, you know? So there's almost seems to kind of be this idea that prophecies have to be cryptic and i wonder if that just kind of stems from nostradamus and the need for a plot i guess so let's talk some of his most famous prophecies first we have death of henry ii so the quatrain read the young lion will overcome the older one on the field of combat in a single battle he will pierce his eyes through a golden cage two wounds made one then he dies a cruel death so what happened was in the summer of 1559, so this was four years after the publishing of Nostradamus's prophecies, King Henry II of France, the older one, lined up to joust the Comte de Montgomery, the young lion, six years his junior on the fields of France, fields of combat. Both lions, both had lions on their shields. In their final pass, Montgomery's lance tilted up and burst through the king's visor, splintering to pieces. Two shards through one eye, pierced his eyes through a golden cage, and one through the temple lodged into the king's head. Two wounds made one, and the king died ten days later. Uh, they also believe he predicted the French Revolution. From the enslaved populace songs, chants, and demands, while princes and lords are held captive in prisons, these will, in the future, by headless idiots, be received as divine prayers. So what happened was, in 1789, the French people decided they'd had enough of poor aristocratic rule and revolted. The peasants, enslaved populace, took control of Paris and forced their demands on royalty. The, aristoc the aristocrats, princes and lords, were taken from power and were locked in the Bastille prisons and beheaded by the guillotine. <laughs> Headless idiots. So, let's see. I want to find another good one. There's a bunch of them. Hmm. Oh, so they also believe he predicted JFK and Robert Kennedy's assassination. So, the quatrain reads... The great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition 
according to the prediction, another falls at nighttime, conflict at Reims, London, and a pestilence in Tuscany. Hmm. So what happened was the great man, John Kennedy, received numerous death threats, petition, was gunned down, thunderbolts, in the afternoon of November 22nd, 1963. Bobby Kennedy was killed just after midnight on June 5th, 1968, another falls at time night, at nighttime, the world mourned conflict at Reims, London. See that one? I don't see again. I, like I get what people are saying. It's just really general. And there are some other ones, but they've been debunked, such as the death of Princess Diana. Uh, so the line, the 9-11 one, the quatrain reads, earth shaking fire from the center of the earth will cause tremors around New York. Two great rocks will war for a long time. Then Arthusa will redden a new river. So the morning of September 11th, two towers, the two great rocks of the World Trade Center were attacked in New York City, New City. Oh, they said New City. He said, he said, we'll cause tremors around New City. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of of the ilk that... You can kind of make anything be about anything you want, you know? It's like when you dislike somebody, how you can make anything they say be bad because you want it to be bad. Or how, like, we all have that family member who wants to find conflict and will find conflict. That's kind of how I feel about this. It's so cryptic and so... It's so cryptic and so general, it really feels like these things could be about any event. Um, so I, I do definitely see the criticism, and I'm going to be really honest, none of these I thought were spectacular. Yeah. But prophecies are fun. I like to see them in books. Super funsies. Um, but now, do I believe in actual prophecies? That's a great question. That's something I would have to journal on and meditate about and think about for a while. Because do I believe in fated events? I do. Do I believe in psychic abilities? Of course. Um, do I believe in prophecies? I guess. I just don't think these are as great as believers of them want them to be. I guess that's what I'm saying. Oh, and it's really funny. So I got criticism recently for talking too slow. And it's because I'm being thoughtful about what I'm saying. I pause and I think and I question. Um, if I was reading from a script, I could just spit it out very quickly and the show would be over in five minutes and you got the information. So whatever. But I do like to be thoughtful when we talk and I do like to consider and I do like to question and I like to change my mind. And it's a real conversation with real people, you know? All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Nicole Lilly. Nicole, you Arcadian opulent kraken. Elaine Gonzalez, Elaine, you innocent avant-garde selkie. Lillian, you fancy spiffy leprechaun. And finally, Elaine, Elisa, Alicia, you loyal, wise vampire slayer. 
Thank you for so much for being Patreon members. I really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card pull. Our card is Transformation from Sacred Symbols Oracle. The butterfly goes through many stages before it becomes the beautiful creature it is. Honor your process and allow your beauty to be seen by all. Wear more color to help announce the arrival of your exquisite transformation. Meditate on this when you want to call in more beauty, grace, and acceptance during times of transition. Love. All right, witches, a little housekeeping this year. Um, don't forget, we are, um, our charity this year is RIP Medical Debt. So a dollar from every tea from Sibisbell.com or a dollar from every printed magazine sold from Witchway will be donated to RIP Medical Debt, as well as all the ad revenue from our Christmas variety show. So yes, we'll announce um, how much we raise at the end of the season. Um, and Witchway is also doing like a BOCO right now on printed issues if you want to check that out. And Sibisbell is doing 30% off if you want to check that out. So more... Um, you know, try to make it as easy as possible to uh, do that. All right, witches, don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>